Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5 by 2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Today, uh, we are welcoming Julie Dietrich, who's going to be co-hosting with us for the next few weeks as we discuss grace and truth. So this is the focus of a Sunday morning Bible group led by Pastor John and Pastor Adam that will run through the beginning of October. So Julie, I know you've been on a few episodes already, but can you just share a little bit about yourself and your, your role on staff here? Yeah, my actual position title is Senior Leadership Administrative Specialist. And really what that just means is I support Pastor John, Pastor Adam, Pastor Tim, so that their ministries are successful. So behind the scenes all the way and love what I'm doing. You have a huge title, <laughs> and but it's also a huge responsibility in terms of a lot of different things. So I know one of the things we're going to talk about later, you were like helping people with organizing funerals and running off copies and, and putting things up on the board. Is your day ever the same? Never. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, nothing's predictable, and that's what makes everything a challenge. But I know everything I do supports <clears throat> the ministries here at St. Peter's, and that's that's what I want to be about. And you're kind of behind the scenes. People don't usually see you. And I like it that way. <laughs> well, what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks, and that's why we brought on a guest host, because Dust and I, we know we can talk forever just amongst ourselves, but it's always more interesting when we have that third person to spur us on to different conversations. At least George can talk forever. I don't know about me. <laughs> I'm hoping it's like not the two's company, three's a crowd here. Oh, no. Three is three is a party. That's what we're looking for, the party. Woo. So we are going to be talking about the same topic that there's going to be covered in Sunday morning Bible groups. The group that we'll specifically be talking about is the one that's led by Pastor John and Pastor Adam on grace and truth. And so as Christians... When we live in society, we're always living in attention. We want to do what God commands, but we also want to be able to witness to God's salvation for all people. And this is what the Grace and Truth Bible groups will be discussing. How do we live in that tension? So let's start off, I think as we're going to do this, uh, for us, as we're going to be discussing this for the next few weeks, let's get a few definitions down. Julie, if I say the word truth, Mm. what is it that you think of? Like what's factual, what's real, what's, you can't dispute it. Black and white. Is that enough descriptors sure, for sure. you? I think that's good enough. What, Dustin, would you add anything to that? I think the, the thing that first comes to mind is God's word. When I hear truth, I think of, of God's word and what he says is true. And you know, I think in today's day and age, it's, as Julie was saying, like it's factual, but everyone, it's kind of, everyone's encouraged to find your own truth. But I think for us, obviously, it's coming back to what is the real truth. And that's, that's God's word. Yeah, when you said, what is truth, instantly my mind goes to Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Mm -hmm. Because our society is asking that. What is truth? And your truth and my truth are different. But Julie, you said black and white. We often want to think of things are always black and white. And yet there are some gray areas, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's where I think sometimes we as Christians mistake the truth and the grace thing. So, Dustin, as you said, God's word, why would you say God's word is truth? For you, that's true. Is that true for everybody? I think that's a good question. I think it depends on if you're asking each person if that's true for them. But, like, you know, that's where it's kind of confusing, right, is I would say, yes, that's true for everybody. I don't know if everybody believes that. that. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it's true for everybody, but I don't know. Obviously, not everyone believes that is the truth. Actually, that's a great distinction because a lot of times, as Christians, we think that everyone thinks the same way as us. 
And we would say, yeah, God's word is truth. But as you said, not everybody believes that. And if I come at people and say God's word says, and they, well, that's just another book, nothing I say has any value. When you asked me what truth is, and I said all those descriptors, and then you asked Dustin, and he said the real truth, you put the word real in front of it, is God's word. That word real changed everything. So I don't know what I'm trying to say is other than the real truth to me is God's word. But you asked me what truth is. And isn't it interesting that I answered that in a completely different context than what you did, Dustin, by adding the word real. In our five by two themes, one of them is meaningful conversations. And one of the things about meaningful conversations is kind of understanding each other. So you took it at face value. Dustin, Mm -hmm. you dug into it because you knew we're going to be talking about biblical things. And yet it's more than that for you because God's word for you is the truth. It's not just because we're talking about it. Not that, Julie, you don't think God's word is truth, but that was your teacher. I I approached it differently. You took your teacher hat, right, and gave us the the Webster Dictionary. Sure. Yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, well, let's go on to the next one. We could beat this to death. What about grace? Now, if I say grace, we might instantly go to a biblical or a spiritual definition, but grace has more depth to that, too. Julie, do you want to give give us the dictionary? No, I'm going to give you the, the definition that's in the front of my Bible. I remember writing this down, and I don't know where I got it, but it was the definition of grace is God giving us something that we don't deserve. So grace being shown to another human could just be anything you give to someone that they don't deserve. So simple, but there you go. Dustin, I hand the baton to you. I mean, I don't have much to add there because that's actually what I was going to say is, you know, it's it's receiving a gift that, that we don't deserve. And obviously, you know, we can expand upon that, that Jesus died for us, took our place. Even though we deserved it, he took our place for us and rose from the dead, conquering sin, conquering death. And through his death and resurrection, we have eternal salvation in that gift. That is grace. And even though we don't deserve it, it's not about us. It's about who Jesus is and what he's done. But yeah, absolutely. I think to the, to the simplistic way of just receiving that gift that we don't deserve whereas mercy is where we don't receive the punishment we deserve Mm -hmm. so thanks i give that lesson all the time to the kids in first communion class because we often mistake those two things Mm -hmm. mercy is not getting what we do deserve and grace is getting what we don't deserve the interesting thing too if you're talking to a lot of folks that have no church background for them grace is what you say before a meal Ah, yeah. Right? And it works, really, because we don't deserve that meal, and God gives us Mm -hmm. our meals out of his bounty. But, you know, when you look at grace, ultimately, as you said, Dustin, it's forgiveness through Jesus. And everything, every good gift that we have comes ultimately from the fact that we are loved and forgiven children of God because of Jesus. I want to just play a couple clips here that we have from our pastors. The first two are definitions that Pastor John had for us. Fundamentally, it comes back to truth is God's word, and everything that we understand to be true stems and flows out of that word, and those truths then become reality for us in life. And a lot of times what happens for us is we think of truth as you're a sinner, but truth can be that that is absolutely true, but truth can also be you're a dearly loved, forgiven child of God. When we think about grace, what we're actually talking about, to be very specific, is is God's grace. And in the past, we've defined that as God's riches at Christ's expense. But grace is essentially, in as simple as it turns, getting what you don't deserve. And when we think about it from a biblical standpoint, at its core foundation, it's getting God's riches at Christ's expense, something that we don't deserve. But then that gets embodied in our lives in a lot of different ways as we share grace with others. Now, as we listen to those clips, 
Phillips covered exactly what we talked about, but there was another thing that John said that sometimes we don't think about. Truth includes both law and gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, those of us that are lifelong Lutherans, we talk about the distinction of law and gospel. Law is what God has us do, and gospel is what he does for us. And sometimes we think of grace as the gospel and truth as the law, but it's also God's truth that we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something we don't always think about. I jotted that down when I was listening, that truth, sometimes we parallel it with a negative or that it's not a bad thing, but it's leading to something that's going to be maybe accusatory or something that we don't want to reveal about ourselves. But I love that he said truth leans to the positive as well. Like we are dearly loved and forgiven children of God because of what he did. So yeah, I jotted that down. I really don't have anything to add other than I just I do want to point out that, like you said, there was some differences in Pastor John's answers. We did not listen to That was the first time Julie and I had heard those clips. So I know there's a lot of overlap, but yeah, that was at us hearing them actually for the first time. So We actually had close to the right answer because the lead pastor always has the right answer. As this discussion goes on, if you're part of this Sunday morning Bible group, and we would encourage you to be a part of that if you can, some of these discussions that we're having were similar in thought patterns, and yet when you share your ideas with others and this goes back to our thing with meaningful conversations and the importance of groups you get a deeper perspective you get a fullness of meaning that maybe there's some aspect that you didn't think about you know the whole thing with grace being someone thinks it's just a prayer Mm. or you know somebody else has just a dictionary answer for it one of the things that we often as christians think about is that there's a tension between that truth and grace Uh, when is it that i have to bring the truth of your sinning and when do i bring the grace of you're forgiven and so as we start thinking about what is it you know why do we feel that tension what is it about our life and our witness or whatever our christian life that brings that tension between truth and grace because we're sinners it says in john 1 14 that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth I think of like a gas tank is completely full. Jesus's gas tank of truth is completely full and of grace is completely full. We can't do that this side of heaven. So because of our sin, that's what stands in the way. Now, do we want to go specifically deeper? Is that what you're asking? I, do you want to go deeper? I don't you have know. a deeper end? <laughs> Dustin? Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go deeper. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm just really think like processing this one over here but I think part of it can be our culture that we live in and trying to figure out like how we live out our faith again I'm coming back to what we just talked about with what Pastor John said is like I think sometimes we can think of as Julie was saying almost in a negative when we think of truth like oh I've got to bring truth to somebody where it's well we can bring the truth that they are that dearly loved and forgiven child of God it's an amazing thing, right? We're bringing God's truth to them as well and being able to share the gospel. I mean, whatever their story is, be able to apply that truth, apply that gospel to whatever their story is. And so, so yeah, but I do, I do, you know, I think in our culture right now, it's just how do we love people, but at the same time, how do we adapt to culture without under adapting where then we're in a sense almost not relevant or not going to listen because it's like, well, you just don't get it. But also then how do you make sure you don't over adapt to the culture where you then basically are trying to compromise the gospel or something like that? Mm. So it's, yeah, it's trying to find that balance of adapting the correct amount where you're not compromising on the gospel, you're not compromising on truth. And you're being able to show grace at the same time. And so I think it's, it's a delicate balance beyond trying to find that, I think. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think yeah. it's just finding that right amount to adapt. 
I guess you're right, Julian, it's, it ultimately goes down to sinfulness, but I think a lot of times we as Christians, especially those of us that have been Christians most of our lives, we've grown up with a way that we've been told, this is how Christians behave, this is what we believe, and because we believe this, we do this. And sometimes we want to impose that same mold on the world around us. And so we want to bring that truth, you need to, but we always phrase it as you need to, you gotta, and we always want to bring the law side of the truth because we've been so used to the grace side of truth, the gospel of truth, we're forgiven. We hear that every week. We know that. But what difference does it make? And so we're always thinking about, am I pleasing God? Which, again, becomes another idolatry, right? We're trying to do it. And so we ultimately miss the point of the truth that we are forgiven, and it's only because of Jesus. I think it's important that we seek to understand, too. I don't know if that's a Pastor Tyke phrase or Pastor John. I can't remember. Pastor Tyke used it a lot, but I think Pastor John's used it also. Um, seeking to understand, and I just think a lot of it just comes down to learning people's stories and seeing, just getting to know people. And sometimes we can look at certain behaviors or things like that. You know, as a, as a foster parent, we see that in our home with, with kids. It's like there's a certain behavior happening, and it can be frustrating, but it, we have to check ourselves and be like, no, there's something deeper going on. Like we have to get to the root of what's really going on. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget that, right? Like we can see the behavior and be like, how could that person or what, you know, versus let's kind of reflect on that and try to, in, in the right moment, kind of get to the root of what's really going on. And again, be able to share then God's truth and grace in that moment and to that situation, to that person. Let's take a listen to what Pastor Adam said about that. You know, I think the tension that's between grace and truth is in the application of it, because I think it's really easy to apply just grace or just truth. But to apply the fullness of them both means that we're really loving others the way that Jesus loved us. And that takes mercy, that takes sacrifice, and it takes the fullness of both grace and truth, not the balance between the two, but the fullness between both of them. Just like Jesus wasn't 50% man and 50% divine, we aren't 50% grace and 50% truth. We are 100% grace and 100% truth. Pastor John says that a little differently. Listen to this clip. And so it's not that truth is bad and grace is good. It's that they function together and you have the fullness of both at the same time. So George, you want to start us off kind of your just initial thoughts, feedback on those, those quotes. Well, listening to Adam, I kind of heard what Julie started us off with, right? We are sinners, whereas Jesus is the fullness. Jesus was able to completely live out grace and truth. Adam will use the, the hyperbole to say that our goal as Christians is to be 100% of both. Uh, we struggle to make 100% of both because we are sinners and we lean towards one or the other. And that's where then John's clip that brings it in for us. You know, we have to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, work for that balance. How can we bring grace and truth to every situation? And one's not bad, one's not good. They're both necessary. Right. They go hand in hand. One needs the other. But as a human, and I know how I'm wired, I just want everybody to be happy. I just want, I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I don't want anybody to be disgruntled. So I am heavier on grace because I want to see the good in everybody. And so it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me to hear this, that I need to have 
truth and grace balanced and make that happen in my relationships and just within myself as well. So how do you deal with that? I mean, I was totally transparent there and went there saying how I'm wired. Anybody else? Well, on staff, we've been reading a book called The Seven Primal Questions, and it really gets down to the way that we think is sometimes guided by things in our past that made us ask certain questions about ourselves. And one of the questions that a lot of us have is, am I good enough? Yep, that's mine. When you think about, am I good enough, you always want to have something to measure yourself, but it's even better if you have something to compare yourself. Mm. So if I can say, I did this, I did this, I did this, but you did not, that's, I think, where sometimes the truth comes in that, yeah, I can obey the rules, but you're not obeying the rules. But really the truth is we've all fallen short. And that's where the grace comes in, the truth of the grace of God that we've all been forgiven. No matter how bad our sin is, God loves us all. But on the flip side of that, the truth can be watered down so that everybody feels good about themselves, right? So there's two sides to that coin. I think that's where the discussion is going to go. How do we actually speak the truth? Because God does have certain ways that we ought to live and that we ought to behave for the good of society as well as for the good of our relationship with him and the ongoing kingdom. I think part of it for me is I'm still struggling a little bit. I think I'm still defaulting truth to to more negative, like, like mm. the kind of negative side. Like, because I'm with you 100%, Julie, when you were talking about you don't want people to be upset or whatever, and you want to like lean more towards grace. But like we talked about, truth can be that yeah. that amazing thing, right? Of the truth of I'm bringing God's truth of you are loved, you are forgiven, you you're made in the image of God. Like all of those things, and those are positive things. You know, when somebody's struggling with that, or the truth of what Jesus has done, and we don't have to fall into thinking about our own works and like we're trying to earn our salvation or something like that. And so I'm just battling that in my mind a little bit as we're talking about this, and mm-hmm. I'm a processor, but I don't want to default always to that negative. And I know in our culture right now, a lot of times, again, I think because of that encouragement of like, well, you just decide what your own truth is or things like that. So as we bring, again, the, you know, God's truth, the real truth, that even if it is that amazing positive things, doesn't mean the response is going to be well, like a good response back to us, right? Like there's going to potentially be disagreement and that's okay. We, you know, we can't put it on ourselves that it's, again, we, we join wherever Jesus is at work and it's not us. We just, we just have to be those willing messengers. But yeah, I don't know. As I'm processing it, I just, I'm trying to make sure I don't keep defaulting to like truth is this negative thing of like, oh, I don't want to bring truth because I might upset somebody or something like that, where it can be that amazing positive thing too. Well, again, I think that's one of the reasons we're having this introductory episode because many of the folks that are listening to us are going through that same thing. We kind of put truth is the law. It's what's wrong and we need to speak that truth. But there's also another side of grace. And I I hate to say that grace is bad, but uh, there's a lot of Christians that have what we call cheap grace idea. Yeah, I can do whatever I want because I'm forgiven. And that's not exactly true either. And I know that that'll be one of the topics that'll pop up in, in the upcoming weeks is is cheap grace, because that can be a bad thing, too. If we're saying, all right, you're forgiven, now nothing else matters. That's not exactly true either. That's one of those things, cheap grace is a phrase. Here's another phrase. I'm going to throw this out, and I asked Pastor Adam to respond to it, but I'm going to ask Dustin and Julie to respond to it first. There's a phrase that is used a lot in our society, love the sinner, hate the sin. 
and while we're not going to get into topics today that's often applied to when we have um, family members are involved in in some kind of same-sex relationship because that is a huge topic for most conservative Christians so love the sin or hate the sin when you hear that what do you think do you think it's true respond to that I'll go ahead and start, you know, so you got okay. some things to think about. We just have to be quiet for a little bit, and George takes it. I, I, good to know. Yeah, this is this is like not one of the guidelines on meaningful conversations, right? Meaningful conversation, you give people a little minute to think, but I, I hate dead space on our show. So when people say that to me, it seems like they're trying to take the easy way out. Mm. Instead of really actually dealing with the issue, they're going to a little platitude. I'm going to say this because I love you, but you're doing this wrong. It's almost like you're going to cover up what you say. And parents do it sometimes. I love you, but you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you discipline your kids in love, right? We got to bring them the truth. This is not a helpful thing. I still love you, but there's going to be a consequence. I, I just, I don't know where I read it, where I heard it, but it was something about truth and grace not being that show your sin, show, show your savior. It's about the primary function of grace and truth being just to love others the way Jesus would love us. So when I hear you say that, I immediately am thinking, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus say to that? And it makes me want to dig into his word and be like him. So yeah, I can hate the sin, love the sinner. What did he do? And I want to mimic that. So let's think of an example in scripture where where he would have... Let he who was out sin cast the first stone. Hmm. I, that's one that always comes to my mind, you know, when we start judging other people. Take the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of somebody else's. It's so easy for us to point out what someone else is doing wrong and not look at our own. You said something earlier I wanted to bring. Those are the definitions we usually give for law and gospel. Right. The law shows us our sin. The gospel shows us our Savior. And I think in this whole discussion, some of your trouble, Dustin, is we are confusing truth and grace with law and gospel. And there are similarities, but they're yep. not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the same. Because truth is the law and the gospel because the law and gospel is God's word and God's word is truth. So both law and gospel are truth, but in the midst of it, God has grace. Or overarching over There's it. a lot going on in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have several weeks to talk this out, Julie, so we're going to come back next week. Let's listen to what Pastor Adam says, and then we'll maybe draw this episode to a close. And we're going to leave you folks thinking about it, too. Thinking about what does truth and grace mean and how does it live on in your life. Listen to this quote from Pastor Adam. You know, I think when Christians especially use that phrase, I think there's well intentions behind it. But I think what it does is that they're trying to get off the hook of exploring the fullness of grace and the fullness of truth. I think it's just a phrase now that we use so that we can apply one or the other. And it's a way to get out of the hard fullness of applying the fullness of grace and the fullness of truth to those people that they're talking about. So maybe I had the advantage of hearing Pastor Adam's quote before you two did. But I think there again, that's that tension is within us is living out the fullness of grace and the fullness of truth, not one or the other. When you hate the sin but love the sinner, that easy way out, you're not really dealing with the whole situation. And so going back, again, I want to keep drawing this back to our five by two. How do I know what the truth is? I need to be in God's word. How do I learn to speak the truth? I pray for that assistance. Then when I have meaningful conversations, I'm listening to both sides. But I need people around me. I need to have this discussion with other Christians. As the three of us sat here, hopefully we grew from each other's ideas. And so you need that too, listener, as you're going through this, you're struggling through what's truth and grace. Run it past some trusted friends. Get involved in a Bible group. Get involved in a connect group, a disciple group, so that you've got some brothers and sisters in Christ that are walking alongside of you. 
And I'd like to add, I think I, unless I missed it, worship, spending time in, in worship and coming to worship services and spending time being in that community of believers, worshiping God. I think the other part is the blessing others can be huge. Sometimes it takes just being there for people, showing up when they need you, and just pouring into their lives and providing for them in different ways that that relationship is built and trust is built. And then there are those times where then it makes it, once that relationship is built, that trust is built, being able to share the fullness of grace and truth, that because there's that relationship, it makes it, I don't know if easier is the right word, I can't think of the right word, but it makes it where that actually can happen. Because if it's just, I'm just going to go out and I don't know this person, but I'm going to just try to, sometimes that's not as effective as, no, I've shown that I genuinely care about you as a person, I've been there for you, and I'm going to continue to show up for you, that then because of that that trust is there that God can work through that so I think that's important to note too is a lot of this comes down to relationships I think the word fullness has been used so many times today and that's a measurement right and I use that full gas tank as a visual that's what I think of anyway I just don't want anybody to be listening and think my gas tank isn't full because nobody's is this side of heaven no one's gas tank is full like Jesus's is and so just an ongoing prayer and promise from God that he is working in us through our baptism and through the Holy Spirit working in us that our tank will be filled and filled towards others but I don't want anybody to say oh gosh I'm feeling very not that fullness I just don't feel it because we're all there yeah and this isn't a prosperity theology that we're going to get filled up when Mm -hmm. we do what God wants us to do but there is an aspect of being full of love for others as we love others it seems like it's easier to love Mm -hmm. you know when you mentioned blessing others as we share the undeserved grace with them we give them what they need, even if they don't deserve it. It's only a reflection of what Jesus has done for us because he's given us so much grace. And some of the times when we feel like we're empty, we're not looking at all the blessings that we have. The story of the, the prodigal son comes up to me where the indignant brother says, you know, I've been with you all the time. You've given me nothing. And this is the response for all those of us who have been in the church our whole life. My son, my daughter, you've been with me forever and everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. We just don't realize that everything I have is yours. And then back to worship. In worship, it's where we hear the fullness of truth and grace. As we hear, I'm a poor sinner, but your sins are forgiven. Now go with his blessing. He's going out with you. The truth is comes to us in the sermon, and the grace comes to us in the sermon. We get it all in that worship experience. So we're going to have more conversations with us. We're way out of time. Anybody have last comments they want to give here? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we look forward to these next few weeks or several weeks as we continue this discussion on grace and truth, and we hope that you uh, enjoyed listening and we'll keep on joining us for each of these episodes and one other thing just before i wrap it up if you've got something you'd like us to talk about you've got a question about this you want to go deeper into please send those to our email address got questions at st peters-columbus.org now go out and serve god and others